0: From the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good Podcast.
1: Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good Podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. Very privileged to speak to you today from our studios uh, at our National headquarters office in the beautiful old town of alexandria virginia it's a beautiful fall day today here the uh, the the leaves are turning a little earlier uh, than we've expected it's uh, the cool down's coming and so as they say winter is coming but before it comes we're going to enjoy fall And so we hope you're enjoying autumn wherever you're at. And if you're our friends in the Southern Hemisphere, happy spring to you. But joining me also here today, as always, my right arm, my left arm, my sidekick, my left and right brain, the man who holds it all together and has, by the way, he's been working in the same office here at National Headquarters since 1992, if you can believe that. And I know he sounds young as a chicken, uh, but it is my good friend and our editorial director, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Hello, Jeff.
2: Thank you for that appreciation. My goodness. I feel like, I feel, you know, so, so valued, my goodness. But uh, um, we're rocking with the changes, whether it be the climate or you know, the network or publishing, even where we're working remotely, we're rocking with it.
1: We are we are doing it, and uh, you and I have been participating along with uh, several other of our staff uh, at national headquarters on some wonderful communication training. We found out that you, sir, you are an owl. Right. Some people might call me something different, but <laughs>
2: I suspect you know. I mean that, that's that's my subjective view. So others might have more to add to that description.
1: Well, I I. <laughs> I really, you know, I, I truly appreciate working with you and you have so much sage advice. What I love is your vocabulary. You're always challenging me with some new words that kind of spew out of your mouth, but just the practical wisdom. And you're just a, you're a good sport. And I think our, our whole team here loves and honors and respects you. So I, I just, my, My hat is off to you. Well, the
2: feeling is mutual, and if this continues, I'm going to start hyperventilating.
1: (laughs) It'll pass out. But also with us, this young lady has had to put up with these two old guys that sit around, drink coffee, and talk about nothing. But, no, we're really talking about good things. Our producer, Elizabeth. Happy autumn to you, Elizabeth.
0: Woot, woot. So psyched to be here.
1: Are you ready for the fall?
0: I'm hyped for the fall. I'm ready
1: to go strolling with leaves falling, jean jackets. It's going to be fantastic. Now we won't we won't give away a lot of stuff, but you're 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 from from the New England area. I so am. You must just like this time of year. I think if you're considered a native New Englander, you have to like fall, right? You do. Is it, that that totally makes sense for me? Is it a law? Absolutely. Is it a law there? I don't know.
0: I think it's probably a law.
1: (laughs) Well, we want to thank you again, Elizabeth, for all the work that you're doing behind the scenes, because you are our media manager handling everything and anything with the War Cry and with Peer Magazine and other stuff that kind of comes up uh, through our program and publications department. So thank you very much. Well, today, as promised, this is another great episode. This is part two of our interview that we had with General Brian Petal and Commissioner Rosalie Petal uh, a couple of weeks ago. And we've already broadcast the first of this, this episode. Uh, Jeff, that was uh, a remarkable time for us. Uh, and in the history of our Fight for Good podcast, to have the international leaders of the Salvation Army uh, take some time out of their really busy schedule and uh, to share with us uh, some of their thoughts, and, and really, I kind of felt like they they really shared their heart with us.
2: Yeah, and I, I appreciate you uh, arranging for this, Colonel. And as you have encouraged a diversity of participants, this one is, of course, very important in that you think of the international leaders of the army as you know on uh, they're in London, of course, and they're they have very many concerns on their hearts and minds um, and obligations, and yet. This conversation brings them to a human level because they're dealing, uh, like all of us, with the current uh, COVID uh, re- environment and how to cope and how to plan and what it means for the Army. So I think that this discussion is really uh, very, very uh, insightful, a good look into their lives.
1: For our listeners, you know, you're, you're going to have another opportunity if you didn't listen to the first uh, podcast is episode number fifty-four uh, with the pedals, but this will be you know the kind of the follow-up and conclusion to it. I think the thing, Jeff, that uh, it's important for people to always keep in mind is that no matter what position we hold, whether I don't I don't care where it is in the corporate world, the political world, uh, education world, theatrical world, sports world, whatever, uh, in in ministry world, a, a, a position really kind of, well, it's one thing, but we always need to remember the people in the position. And what I felt like our time with the pedals was we got to know them as people in those moments.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they're very, um, well, we, we get a sense of their caring and their commitment and their, their openness, you know, to be open with us. I think that was uh, really impressive
1: The, you know, we won't, we, we edited, edited some things out. There was some stuff that our listeners will never hear about, and you know, just kind of the banter back and forth and the fun that we had. But I think one of the things that was just a a blessing to me was when they talked about their grandchildren and, you know, the, everyone knows that at IHQ when their grandchildren call that calls put through, (laughs) it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter where they're at or what they're doing. And, and And I just love that about them. So it was, a, it was a, good, uh, a good interview. And so we encourage you to give a listen to the second part of our interview with Commissioner Rosalie Petal, who is the world president of Women's Ministries, and, Dr- uh, and General Brian Petal, who is the 21st general of the Salvation Army. So here are the Petals. I can't imagine from your perspectives of how overwhelming at times the myriad of issues are uh, internationally. How do you how do you deal? How do you both kind of deal with that as it, those things kind of come out?
3: Well we we yeah. have a real sense that we are in this together with yeah. quite a roster of leaders, passionate salvationists. Uh, supporters external to yeah. the army who carry our our place in their hearts I never feel alone and when I look at the Salvation Army and you're right it, it is diverse it is... Uh, amazingly representative of so many ethical, moral, theological, societal uh, dilemmas that I'd never sleep if I really yeah. thought that was yeah. mine to carry. Uh, it It is mine to... Have a responsibility for to lead us in to open doors of conversation, to create tables, to have very active uh, councils that help me along the way, and uh, a a wisdom and collective reasoning uh, reality around me all the time. Uh, That that's I think that's how we do it.
0: And of course, we have the International Justice uh, Commission, uh, which has been very helpful. Uh, to us. So uh, I see my, my role as being a champion uh, yes. of these issues and working uh, with those who are professional in them and those right. who are, are doing this work every day. I want to champion them and encourage them, support them. Uh, but they are the ones that are there, they're doing it. So that's my role, mm-hmm. uh, is championing this, these things along, uh, being aware of what's happening in the different uh, territories. Certainly, the major uh, social justice issues, and they're huge. But the territories themselves are the ones <laughs> yeah. that are are doing the work. They're within carrying. The, yeah, yeah, carrying it. And it's different across the world. Um, mm. Social justice issues in one country is far different from what's the main things in another country in the world. So, mm. you know, we cheer them on. We we champion. But well, we're
3: leaders and, uh, yeah. who are leaders of other leaders, yes. and. Uh, My heart breaks on a daily basis when I look at what's happening, you know, in America with the fires right now, with the storms rolling into the South, and even with your journey around, you know, a very particular issue of racism. But, you know, I have to lie my head down at night and say the national commander, the four territorial commanders who have the general's delegated authority are onto to it. And they're fighting mm. those battles on the ground. They're mobilizing their people. And in the morning when I check in on them, uh, together we, we believe that we can do our very best for the Lord and for the army. Yeah. That, I think that's how we do it. It's a leadership principle. Yes. If you don't have the resources within yourself, you make sure you have people around you who do. On that subject, I think we can't underestimate the power of prayer in it all either. Uh, Um,
2: (laughs) And I think that comes through. Yeah. Um, General, and that comes through in your social media. You've been very active in social media. And I so appreciate the messages you share because it cuts through all the disparaging nature of communications that predominate on social media. Um, What inspired you to turn to this channel and what do you hope followers take away?
3: Well, I'm not sure uh, anything in particular inspired me, Jeff. I've always had the view, whether I was a corps officer in my community or a divisional commander leading a division or whatever community that I was engaged with, that if there was any table that I could pull my chair up to where I could speak about heavenly and religious and christian things where i could influence any activity any reality i i felt my place was there i i would not want the social media world to have the absence of the leader of the international salvation army so i some of it is obligation some of it is just i think that's where a voice needs to be and I happen to have the voice of the International Army, and I I want to speak that voice that comes through in communication, it comes through in statements that I make, Uh, I, I make pronouncements on occasions, I try and say clearly what the Army is for and what it is against, and There are many times when I just say I am praying for this part of the world, for these set of circumstances, and I want Salvationists to join me in that. Um, I have very basic guiding principles for my, um, my social media approach, and I try and keep the Salvation Army in a very safe place. And if you're interested in where the general might be and what stories he's telling, or what he's reading and it's influencing him or what he's even thinking. Well, check out at General B Peddle and you'll find Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, And it's just a way that I can be a leader in this area with influence as I am in other areas with influence.
1: Well, we get very excited when you tweet and in, endorse something that we've produced out of our department and that means a lot to us uh, knowing that you, you don't just kind of casually throw that kind of stuff out.
3: but well, I'm afraid you. someone's going to come up with the idea, how much time is he spending reading what we're doing? Uh, <laughs> it's a <laughs> yeah. good thing I can multitask and watch the BBC news while I'm scrolling Twitter and seeing what <laughs> you are doing.
2: Well, good for you if you can do
3: that.
1: <laughs> Gosh, you're, you're, you're sounding like a millennial, you know. You're uh, a, a uh, look, I
3: just don't believe that any particular platform belongs to all of the negative and the controversial stuff. And most of my stuff, Jeff, as you will know, uh, can't really debate it. It's positive. It's biblical. And I'm very careful that I don't get dragged into uh, rants and the like on Twitter. I don't think that's what my purpose is, so I'm I'm spinning the good news of the gospel in various ways. Right, and that comes through very well, and uh, it's, it's edifying,
2: certainly.
1: Really, it's 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 sanctified social media is what what I you know I. What can you repeat <laughs> that, please? <laughs> Sanctify, <laughs> sanctified social media. I mean that. That I, I encourage people that you know. It, There's a whole tweet in that. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean we're we're. <laughs> well, that's a whole other subject, right? And and it's you're taking the the modern tools and using them for God's glory. That's how the Salvation Army pivots in our sure. history,
2: right? Okay. So, I must say too, I think you're both very warm and approachable. And that comes through in all of your communications. And, you know, I know people appreciate that uh, about you. you. So thank, thank you for
3: you. that. Thank, thank
2: you,
1: Jack. Yeah, we, we, I mean, to our listeners, we were very fortunate. The, the Petals visited us last fall here at national headquarters. We had a, a wonderful day with them. And I know you uh, You were going to leave here and you're going to have a little bit of R and R time with your family in Canada. And uh, you know, my heart aches for you because I know that you just long to be with your grandchildren again and your, your children. And I will just pray that uh, God opens up, you know, an avenue for you to be able to see them again. Uh, but, 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 but thank you for your uh, authenticity uh, in, in your leadership, in your caring, um, and and your sincere prayers uh, for uh, uh, you know individuals and and all of these different uh, different things that God has and you're you're accessing them for His glory. So we 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 thank God for you and and for your understanding of that. Thank, thank you.
2: you. Thank you. Yeah, um, there's been quite a thing, a lot said, uh, but how you know now that you've been international leaders um, how has that affected your understanding of the army's mission
3: uh, well I have to admit to you that I think our testimony would be after more than four years of service we're still learning about mm-hmm. the army's yeah. mission uh, what I mean by that is that You know, I have this context that mission is situational. Um, It never looks the same. And, you know, we've been in 30-plus countries in all of our zones around the world. And, yes, we see uh, quite clearly saving souls, growing saints, and serving suffering humanity. But, friends, I, I just need to remind us all that that, will look different in Mississippi or in Washington or Indonesia, in Palu. Uh, it will look different when you touch down in Botswana or if you're in Kuwait, uh, because each has its own narrative and salvationists look the same. <laughs> they sing many of the same songs and hymns and in their mannerisms, they serve in the same way, but they can be doing things as varied from driving schools for people who are trying to get into the workspace to things that I never knew that way. And often I come back from a trip and I say to one of our team, I didn't know we did that. And and, and I, I think I just love the element of surprise, uh, you know, going going to a, a school for disabled children in Tanzania and meeting a chap there who makes prostheses for children, makes them, and I watched him do it. and uh, I didn't know we did that, you know. I knew we had a school for disabled children, but I didn't know that he would look at a child's form and say, there's no such thing made that will help that child. I will make it. <laughs> It's amazing around the world, what we see, what we sense. And mission is the very heart of the army. So we're we're applauding the army when we see what we're doing with refugees. We're applauding the army when we see what we do with youth and children. We're applauding the army when, look, the army crosses religious and political boundaries like no one else. I'm very proud of them. I I stand up and just applaud when I see some of the justice things we're engaged in, the rescue centers for children in Mozambique and Malawi, uh, safe houses where police bring women who have been rescued from trafficking or modern slavery and say, Salvation Army, help us out here. And, and we house, we protect, we restore the, the list goes on. The, the, the mission of the Army is developing, and we, we, we are never stuck. Look at the whole idea of online church now and the way that we've figured out how to do drive-through food banks, for goodness sakes. Um, we will find a way if we are pivoting and turning our heads towards people in need, which is what the gospel calls for.
2: You touched on the, the idea of the problem of racism earlier, and uh, here's the Army one of the strengths of the army is, is its internationalism, its crossing boundaries. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Um, what would you, what, how do you speak into the problem of racism?
3: I think, uh, I mean, our main basis, our platform from which we speak is our international positional statement that we, we, are, we are denouncing openly and, and in every way possible anything that resembles racism in our cultures and in our communities. The Salvation Army has to deal with its own uh, challenges in this area. We, 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 have, we, have, we, we have a past where we maybe have not done so well. We have a past where we've been late to many tables of reconciliation and restoration. We, we struggle still today to have equity in our leadership profiles around the world. Um, so we have to acknowledge that systemically within our own movement, we have to be up and doing. And I, again, I've got to say, I am very proud of our leaders in the United States in recent weeks where you've had a very real confrontation with racism. And I've heard and seen uh, videos and pronouncements. I'm aware of uh, working groups, I'm aware of task force, I'm aware of talking groups. Uh, And I'm just thanking God that we're not leaving this on the back burner, that this is something that's very rare. I've made my own comments uh, through time and continue to do so. I'm bringing this onto our international agenda. And um, I am saying to the world, don't just look at our positional statement. That's a set of guidelines. You need to take that positional statement and put it next to your Bible and hear what God says, create it in his image, period. And then you will become someone who will find a conviction around the fact that you are not better than, you are not ahead of, and we together live in this great community that God's created, and I celebrate the fact that the majority of our Salvation Army is not uh, 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 white. We are not Western. We are not. We are not. We are not. We are. We are brown. We are young, and we are often female. And in a racism dialogue, we have to recognize we are such a collection of people. There's certainly within the context of Salvation Army a reality where we can celebrate diversity and and celebrate one another. Uh, I'm finding that much easier to do in these days because my friendships, my reliance upon people, crosses all the boundaries of uh, color and creed. And, and I'm just grateful to God for the vantage point he gives to Rosalie and me to see a world that's blended together. I, I don't see it uh, in the sense that it is this, it is that. So I'd ask American salvationists to be very careful in their theological journey and then in the working of that theology as they live from day to day.
1: Well, we we're wondering to uh we'll kind of bring this to a, a conclusion here. Uh, we're just wondering if if there's anything else on your hearts and minds that you'd like to share with our listeners today. Uh, <laughs> I love that. You yeah. know you're talking to a We we can keep the tape rolling. This thing can go for 24 hours, you know. <laughs> It's
3: like asking a commissioner to do the benediction. You should (laughs) know. I should know better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, in, we're we're almost, almost halfway through our term, right? Um, You know, we're tipping into um, the realization that uh, we've got a timeline here and well, goodness me, COVID is smack dab in the middle of it and it's not helping. Mm. So, you know the idea of what's what's your future goals and what do you want to accomplish? Yeah. Well, none of that is very future. That's, right. that, yeah. that, that's immediate. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 want to uh, we want to put markers down that we believe the Salvation Army at the moment has an appetite to agree with us on, and, and that's that's around how we become these salvationists that God is pleased with, and therefore uh, his blessing becomes uh, not automatic, but it becomes something quite significant and evidenced in our living. So, you know, I want salvationists to be comfortable in their skin, their theology, their mission, soldiership, and service, uh we we continue to be a part of of laying that out in front of people we we have within our movement more complicated situations still around gender equity uh creating sustainable leadership models across the Salvation Army internationally and i, I need to say about that that's more than you know um People who look like me traveling to Africa, that's about Africa coming to us. And we've got to celebrate the internationalism of the Salvation Army. We have, we have potential to do that. We, we have to get at that. We, we have to talk more about human sexuality and dozens of dimensions of that. It's not just about one thing. It's about many things. We got to talk about a stronger one army at the end of the day. And to make sure that despite all of the diversity, the cultural differences, um, we are still one army. And, And that's only the internal things. I think externally we have to keep asking the question, what does the world need from the Salvation Army? What's that look like? And how do we fit what the world needs into God's framework of what his design for the Salvation Army is? I sometimes ponder the reality that we, we now uh, are people of tolerance to such a degree that tolerance is a virtue. And where do I fit the gospel that offends? Where do I fit the definition of sin? Where do I suggest that people need to be forgiven? How do I talk about heaven and hell? And why is conduct and behavior significant? All of these things grind against tolerance, and yet I still need to share that message. So, what does the army need to be to be the best it can be for the world in which we live? Because, uh, you know, I believe the world still needs the Salvation Army. So, we're yeah. committed to nurturing that Salvation Army, uh, strengthening that Salvation Army, and Uh, letting our tenure um, leave some legacy pieces that might help us build further into the future. Uh, And quite happy to be a part of doing that.
0: Over 40 40 years, but we're still very excited about these last number of years that God will give Mm. us in the leadership of the International Salvation Army. And we're looking forward to uh, new energy, new strength, new visions as we move forward
1: yeah. just let us out of lockdown yeah, so we can exactly. get out of it certainly come on over we'll- um,
3: yeah. uh, exactly. apologies to my American friends we had several trips of course planned yes, into America in yeah. these days and we've had to uh, not have that experience and uh, there's there's regret in all of these missed mm. opportunities.
1: Well, we're going to get you back over here. It's going to happen before your 10 years over. And uh we're we're honored to have you as our obviously as our guest today, but even really blessed to have you as our confident and caring leaders in a crazy time. So, thank you for all you're doing. I think Jeff has one more question and I have one more question for you.
2: Yeah, I can uh, keep asking many questions. It's all it's Great to talk to you. Um, I, I would ask about ha- capturing the hearts of the younger generation. I know that's on the army's mind, and uh, just wondering what do you see as that. That's one question. The other is uh, Colonel. Uh, Colonel Foley's written a book on uh, the importance of rest, and, and he does straight stress in that the need to rejuvenate to restore your creative energies, et cetera. Just wondering how you guys both do that.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's two questions, Jeff. Yeah, it is. <laughs> sorry. I couldn't well, help we're, it.
1: We're the publications department. We don't know anything about numbers.
3: Look, uh, Commissioner Rosie and I have always uh, loved and enjoyed children and young people and young mm-hmm. adults. Um, we raised a couple of them we're grandparents now Uh, more than anything in the world I want the Salvation Army to be for my grandchildren what it has been for us Um, and within the Salvation Army we are at a risky place where taking our eye off our responsibility for children and youth Mm -hmm. is is in the shadows of everything that we do. Now, let me just elaborate a little bit. In my call to mission, where I talk about taking responsibility, I have noted that it is our responsibility to nurture and raise the next generations. Now, that's not Brian Peddle's profound comment. That's biblical in that we understand the implication of when we fail to pass from one generation to the next, the laws and the beautiful way of living abundant life that God ordains. When we fail to do that, generations go in their own ways and they don't follow God. That's the trust that we have been carrying for decades and we need to carry it still. And so for me, I think for our young people of discipling them, of engaging them, they're still still absolutely pumped about getting involved in serving, in in social justice. And you get kids at camp like you do in America, and you give them a taste Mm -hmm. of what it means to have an influence on a kid, and that kid changes his life around And so you cannot match that in any way. So I would say stop waiting for our kids to grow up to do something. Get them involved in ministry now. And uh, let's make sure there's a vitality in the Salvation Army that doesn't come with us being able to live longer. Hear that? It's not going to come from our longevity. It's going to come as we replenish the generational gap that's there when we don't take care of our children and our young people. So bring them along the way and let them be a part of the Army day by day.
0: And we we truly miss, that's one part of our traveling, we truly miss, because we have said from the gut go, that we are not doing any of these events unless there are events for young people and we get to engage <laughs> with young people and we get to share with the young, young adults, uh, future uh, leaders of our International Salvation Army. And I have to say that part of a traveling and the enjoyment part has been those events. <laughs> uh, we have been put under the fire uh, on many occasions, but we have loved the interaction uh, with the younger generation any change that we make internationally, it's not for us; it's for those coming behind us.
3: Yeah, so we and we, we
0: need to we need to make sure we that have we
3: this funny image in our heads where we say now in our itinerary development, you have to have a youth event. Not that the general needs to be the speaker, but not you just exactly. have to have a youth event. Yes, and the young people have to sit at the front, and all the officers and adults have to sit in the back, including the cabinet. And uh, we we get quite a charge at how challenging that is in some sense. So when we come to see you sometime soon and you do a youth event, Tim, you know where you have to sit. Uh, I'll,
1: I'll have, I'll sit in the car. I'll have it, I'll have it run, the car running for you, but I'll be listening to the fight for good podcasts, especially this one. You
3: know, Uh, Jeff, uh, on the other one of you're talking about a balanced lifestyle. We're still working on that.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: we we think we have some coping mechanisms that help us. We're, we still are active, so you know, for your listeners uh, <laughs> to know that um, we bicycle even here in uh, London. Yes. Uh, wonderful! Wow, we cycled thirty wow. kilometers, kilometers on Saturday. Saturday. Wow, oh, well, that's good. So that's impressive. We. we yeah we walk with the hope of getting a latte on the way we we are we are pretty good at knowing um when to put the brakes on and take a day Mm -hmm. um you know there is this idea how do you replenish is it a a week at an all-inclusive resort well that works for some people Mm -hmm. it probably doesn't work for us in quite the same way we benefit from quality time Short or long, we benefit from our interaction with our family. Some people think it's strange that the general and the commissioner talk to their grandchildren every day of the week. <laughs> uh, How is August. that
1: strange? Oh, I mean, well, I that's
3: that's all busy. So you're all over yeah. the world. It's different time zones. And don't you have to meet with all these commissioners all the time? Mm. Well, the chief of the staff knows that if one of my grandchildren inadvertently calls in, I'm going to take the call. And <laughs> Good, <we'll>... for, <laughs> you. <laughs> well, Good lives, for
0: you. Well, uh, because one lives in Australia. One family right now are living in Australia and the other family in Canada. So the time zone uh, is tricky. and We need available we said we when, would we're, always when we're be traveling available for our grandchildren
3: when we're traveling we are like uh tourist uh guides in that uh, the biggest and best words that we get to hear is poppy show me out the window yeah.
0: show me africa
3: show, show me, me africa African. show me india show me uh, Dulles texas
0: <laughs> show show
3: me show me show me
0: yeah, uh, we, we want to have a good relationship
3: with our family. So. Uh, Jeff, uh, God doesn't ask for from us uh, the kind of reality where we don't include in the abundant life the abundance of life. And for us, that is being well physically, that is being in a position where we can always, you say we're approachable, uh, well, we have time for people because people is what it's all about. So uh, we make time. We I, make I, time. I struggle yeah. when we come into things where we have to go out the back door because there's such a big crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, we, 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 we love God's people. So all, all of that's mixed in and together. And rest,
0: yes, these physical, spiritual rest. And of course, spiritual rest is something that you have to keep uh, keep doing. In order to to survive and to be well spiritually, uh, I think we've we've known how to do that well. I think yeah. we've
3: hey, look, well. We didn't have all that sorted in our second year of officership. We've we've had to grow into rhythms of life uh, where we know how to manage and take care. But each person can do that with God's help.
1: Well, General, I have to ask you the dreaded question that every Editor-in-Chief has to ask, yeah. General. Okay. Uh, uh, when can we get your article on Easter uh, for our Easter work, uh,
3: I would say to you on that particular issue that I will send that when I'm good and ready. Thank you, <laughs> With, sir. Which I do pretty much every year. I said to my staff the other day, have I done the Christmas message? You have. And, oh, yes. And the answer was, sure you did, because you had to do it for national headquarters, remember? <laughs> and I said, it's so far from the time these guys over there ask, and we actually celebrate the event that I felt like I wrote that one last year.
1: You <laughs> did. You did. But we, we had some issues with your Portuguese translation, but, you know, we're, we're not going to – we're not going to fiddle with it too much. So,
3: <laughs> are you looking for Easter?
1: But we're getting ready. We're actually we're as, at the time of this broadcast are uh, we're just sending the files uh, for. So Christmas. I usually say
3: to my staff, I wish we could have Christmas before we have, have to do Easter. the resurrection. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I think you said to me one time you know for heaven's sakes Tim I mean we're just he just was born now you want to talk to me about being dead and uh, resurrecting so uh you why. guys keep pushing i'll I'll do my best
3: <laughs> but if I delay it's only because I can
1: <laughs> well well on behalf behalf of our our national headquarters team the national commander uh, commissioners hotters um, and our our whole editorial team here we're and our listeners, this has just been a delight. Thank you so much for carving out a little bit of time to sit with us today and, and have a chat. We really, really are grateful. Uh, Thank well, you for
3: we, having we us. We are grateful for yes. what you guys are doing there as well. We we do truly uh, bless America in, in all that you're experiencing in these days, and we pray for you. Pray for the Army's place in so many communities. Mm. And just the other night on the BBC News here we got a little bit of coverage on the wildfires. And I, I almost stood yes. up and cheered as I saw the Salvation Army canteens in the shot yes. that BBC carried here in the UK. And that's just indicative of frontline ministry and all that you're enabling. So God bless you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. Well, that's gonna end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to follow The War Cry and Peer Magazine on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. The War Cry is now available for you to read free at www.thewarcry.org. Until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good
0: wherever you listen to podcasts.